Hey, this is Beep Motel. This is a podcast where we sing instead of talking. That's not really. Hello, Sam. How are you? Dr. Sam. I'm okay. It's okay. <laughs> Forgot to give you your full title there. Dr. 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 Sam. Dr. Yes. Sam. Yes. Right. We have quite a fun topic today. One that we've, we've been we had on the back burner for a while. Um, we, we get together uh, periodically. Um, no, we don't. You live fucking miles away from me. And we talk and we come up with, with themes that we want to run through. And this is one of the first we ever came up with and never did because, well, what do you, you expect? Us to be organized or something? Um, and do you want to reveal the theme, Sam? Uh, it is uh, music to exercise to, which is ironic because I think both of us aren't the fittest people in the world. Uh, but. You know, we... I don't have like a, I'm not at the level of having like a prying stick to get me out of bed or anything, but I might uh, struggle to run a marathon. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not on the. Um, how, how do we put this delicately? Neither of us are gargantuanly obese. <laughs> no, I'm just moderately obese. Well, just moderately obese. But we we have both spent a lot of time. Um, we've, we've done, God, we've cycled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, independently, uh, we've both spent quite a lot of time going to the gym. I, w- I haven't been for a while, but I do like going to the gym. What is... Well, this is a big thing of this, so music to exercise to, and I do think my experience, excuse me, that, that my experience sort of suggests that the music is very exercise-dependent. Hmm. So you'd like... Different music speaks to different exercise because you need different things uh, and different sort of aspects. If you do like listening to music whilst you exercise, and I think a lot of a lot of people do, um, so it depends what exercise you're doing and how you're listening to it. Um, and so, is it on the speakers? Is it on headphones, or is it on wanky Bose glasses, which have little speakers above your ear? It's... So these are your sunglasses that vibrate yeah. your your skull bones or whatever it is. No, no, no. I looked into those, and everybody said the sound quality is frankly appalling, and it's never going to be good. Um, so I, curiosity, uh, was not enough to, um, justify the spend for that. Uh, no, these are, these are both glasses, uh, and they have very thick parts coming out of the, on the frame, on the, on the, what do they call like, the like arms? Ray, Ray, like those sunglasses Ray Charles used to wear. Uh, sort of, they're more like a, but they, they, they look, you know, this is, so I'm a cyclist. Uh, by choice. Um, <laughs> and, by choice, what a lovely way of describing it. And uh, and I like, you know, we both we both sort of spent a long time road cycling, and um, the idea is that these they have very thick, uh, yeah, they they're sports glasses, so they look as stupid as everybody else's <laughs> sports glasses. Because let's face it us mammals middle-aged men and like we're not cool people um and so you might as well look as ridiculous as possible and so these are stupid glasses they have these big arms coming out of it and they've got these speakers just positioned just above your ears and when there's no wind when there's no traffic uh and maybe even with a hood on when you're sort of cycling around town it sounds really good Mm. but um the whole idea is that they don't go into your ears so you're not cut off from your surroundings so you don't lose that interaction with the world because you want to be able to hear if there's a truck coming up behind you or a 
you know, uh, arsehole in a stupid car. Yeah, that's very much the experience of cycling in Britain. My experience of cycling in pretty much any other country in the world is that that doesn't tend to happen. But anyway, this is a music podcast. Yes. I'm going to have a sip of drink and then we're going to launch into a... I'll tell you what, I was going to have a sip of drink, then play Riff of the Week, your Riff of the Week. But it kind of makes sense for me to play the Riff and have a drink while <laughs> while it's playing. Here we go. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Sam, what was that? Uh, that was Burst, the Swedish band we've been talking about for about three episodes now. <laughs> um, and it was from uh, it's from the song I Exterminate the Eye, which is from their last album, Lazarus Bird, which I think both of you and I are sort of so appreciating what an incredible masterpiece that is. It, it's, um, it's, it's just incredible. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and, and I, 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 you know, I chose to buy the vinyl just out of faith that it was going to be amazing and um rather than sort of listen to it and then judge it and i just got the i got the vinyl and the first time i got to put it on was about three days later and i was just sat down doing something else and that just moment just made my hair stand on and it was just like Ah, that's that, that album, amazing. It, it just launches in yeah. so amazingly. There's a really funny little noise. I don't know who it is. It's someone like going, and then it just kicks straight into the riff, which is such a brilliant way to start the album. The album before is obviously it kind of builds and it's moody and it swerves around a lot more. Lazarus Bird, it just, it just sets out its stall immediately. Yeah, and it's... God, it's so many surprising bits. It's like little jazzy. Listener, um, Sam and I have been sending messages back and forward about this album. I sent him one yesterday. It just went saxophones! <laughs> Exclamation yeah, yeah. mark! It's got a really nice sort of like jazzy end to a song, doesn't it? Um, it's a, it's such it, it is a masterpiece. It's the best example of that progressive hardcore hardcore emo. Emo in the sort of the rights of spring sense, people retching, you know, like, but also just, ah, oh, just the, just, it's such a good album. I just don't know what to say. I, let's not interview them because all we'll just say is spend an hour just going, it's amazing. <laughs> what I will do, because we, we've talked about them quite a lot, um, I will include one of the videos that I've enjoyed of theirs on YouTube, which is uh, live in the studio thing of, of one of their one of their nine minute songs and i think it, it's a brilliant showcase of of why they're good the drumming is brilliant and interesting and i'm only just starting to appreciate just how much of it is made by the drummer with a small kit you know and he's following the rule the smaller the drum kit the better the drummer <laughs> and I'll, I'll yeah i'll include that in the show notes and we'll probably ought to move on from burst um i nearly chose burst as one of <laughs> as one of my <laughs> tracks and the riff of the week but you know we've got to call it We've got to cool it down a bit. Um, 
we're already kind of you know we're nearly 30 episodes into this now and we've developed real themes we've managed to stop talking about against me for a little bit but i'm about to talk about a band that i talked about in a previous episode and the singer of that band i think has heard the podcast which i think's cool and i'm and i'm a little scared by <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> anyway let, let's get on to my my riff came as a complete surprise i i stumbled across this on youtube last night um my wife and i do this romantic thing where we grasp a bit of time together i've, I've got a teenage daughter so she doesn't go to bed particularly early so we only get like an hour or so really to sit and watch something and we tend to watch scrubs or some just something really easy going and then head over to youtube and i i play terrible black metal to her and um that spurs spurs are on to go to bed <laughs> But last night I, I found this clip and I was like, ah, now Emma really likes the singer of this band, likes his other band. So I was like, right, she really, really likes his other band. So she might like this, um, but I'll play it for you and you'll see that it, it is still what we call the forbidden music in our house. Here we go. That little woo 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 <laughs> it really caught me off very, my guard. There's something very Mike Patton about that. It's I, I I mean I'm going to ask you to see if you can guess what it is, or even what what band it's related to. I will be astonished if you get it. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, oh my god! Uh, how this, how how the hell did you do that? Oh, because the one of the one of the Biffy Cairo's, Biffy Cairo himself, um, <laughs> Mr. Biffy, <laughs> no, uh, Mr. Simon Cairo, or something. Uh, um, it's just put out an album with Dave Lombardo drumming. That was Dave Lombardo drumming. Ah, right. So you 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 had the inside knowledge. You had the, you had the uh, God. You're almost like like you should be a podcast host or something. You knew that there was <laughs> something going on. Well, that's how I stumbled across it. But yep. The band is um, Empire State Bastard, and that track is called Harvest. I didn't realize Dave Lombardo is the drummer. I they, there's I thought the guitarist, there's the guitarist is from other bands as well. I should really know this. I'm gonna gonna look it up over so quickly. But I didn't realize Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Um, Slayer. The Slayers. The Slayers. <laughs> 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 it always really amuses me when when people just mis misquote bands or like make them a plural. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, they've, so they've got a band out, uh, an album out called Rivers of Heresy, which is such a metal, <laughs> such a metal name. Come on, where's the Wikipedia? I want to know who's who's in the band. Right. So I've seen him play. I've seen Slayer do Rain in Blood. Um, yeah, we saw him at the Ali Pali with Melvins. Uh, yeah, we did, and we stood sleep. at the back, judging them. The back. Neither of us particularly into Slayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah, members of Biffy Clyro and Slayer—that is insane. Wow. Anyway, um, um, yeah, Slayer, Testament, and Mister Bungle drummer Dave Lombardo with 
uh, Naomi McLeod of Bitch Vulcan, which I guess another bloody... I'd just I'd go watch a band called Bitch Vulcan. <laughs> just why not? Brilliant. But I was quite impressed with his vocals, actually. There's some proper screamo going on there. Yeah, there was the riff, the opening riff sounded much more like late 90s metalcore, mm. sort of hardcore metal. Yeah, metalcore. <laughs> Uh, to my ears, than um, I was like, is this is, is this like it's late nineties somehow? That was what my first thought was. It's it's very it's it's in. I find it interesting. It's very new to me, so that's why I included it because I was just thinking. Well, in reality, I could pick God loads of really great riffs I've heard, and I know. But I thought I'd just go with something that's completely fresh in my head. So there, there's the reason. So right, riffs of the week are out of the way. So music to work out by, or I'm calling the episode Workout Music because then I don't have to type as many letters. First choice is Sam's. And would you like to introduce this, Sam? This is Metallica with Shadows Follow. Shadows Follow. I've realised today I don't actually know how to spell Metallica, so it took me a while to find it. Here we go. M E That's the wettest kick drum I think I've ever heard. It's like, <laughs> no, not necessarily in a bad way, but so what was your reasoning for choosing Metallica? It seems like uh, quite an obvious choice for working out music, I think. All this is the thing is that I think um, I was, so my, 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 this has been actually quite a hard list of music to choose from because I've sort of stuck for the most part actually on Metallica because of the way I listen to music, it's not in the, the when I'm do, when I'm cycling, it's not in the ears. It's in these these little uh, these little amplifiers above my um, little speakers above my ears. So a lot of stuff gets drowned out. And the Metallica, the new Metallica album, every Metallica album since the Black album. Oh, is that new? Is that, is that new? That's Metallica. brand new. That's the new album, seventy two seasons this year, and um, they their production and their guitar tones they cut through um and they have a real driving rhythm to them so if you're doing something that is about propelling forward it really suits the music very well it suits the sort of mood very well um and they do sort of build ups quite well uh the album starts really well if you if you start like a run or a bike ride and you want something to sort of get into it the first song on the album is a really good way of getting into it and Frankly, and this is a sort of slightly insulting to Metallica, but there's not a lot of detail to miss as well. They hammer riffs home. They are sort of quite simple with their riffs. So it's it's meaty. It's a meaty music to work out to. Uh, and it's a meaty music to exercise to. But also, everybody pisses on Lars Europe, But I don't know. There's sort of, there's a, there's a propulsion to the music. So there's sort of, and they also, the last thing about it, and I'll stop talking in a sec. The last thing about it is also they change up tempo. Mm. So if you're doing something that is like an endurance-based sport and it's not all sprinting, it's not all 100 miles an hour, 
having that tempo pace, uh, that tempo changes, it sort of allows you, because you don't, you tend to get into those rhythms, it allows you to push and pull your rhythm of that sport as well. So, it, you know, sometimes they go very fast, other times they actually pull back quite a lot. And it's uh, it's also a very long album, so it's um, so you don't have to then stop and sort of change up uh, what you're listening to. Change it, it's turn the tape over. So that's the, that's my point. Is like, and I also think, I think my suspicion. I've aired this suspicion before. Is Lars Europe in the promo interviews for the seventy-two seasons talked a lot about uh, going, spending time on a peloton bike, a mm. home bicycle thing, um, and uh, I reckon he listened to mixes of the album and he and he picked because he's the guy. Apparently, the way they, they work is that. Uh, James Hetfield and uh, Kirk Hammett and whoever else, um, Rob Tugiero, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, great bass player either way, um, and uh, they sort of give him riffs and he's the one who sort of pl- picks out these sort of things. So I reckon he was listening to them on this Peloton bike and he was going from, he picked the things that made him want to actually sort of work out. That's my theory. No, it, it stands to reason. I mean, I, I think I don't know much about Metallica. and They've not really sort of featured much in my life, but I've never really understood why Lars comes in for some grief. I mean, apart from the whole Napster thing, <laughs> which I think yeah. a lot of people are still quite sore about. But there's, there's when when they played at Glastonbury, he was there for the whole time, apparently. Now, if you play at a festival and you're in a band, um, and I speak from experience here, you get... A VIP pass for the whole for the whole festival, the entire thing. Obviously, you're only playing once. When I played Latitude and played on the Sunday, and the other bands we were hanging out with backstage thought we were quite kind of cute and funny because we'd been there for the whole festival. Uh, because they were like, "Really? Why? Why would you do that?" And we were like, "You know, we don't get to do this very often, so we're going to be there for the whole festival." And apparently, Lars did the same thing when when uh, Metallica played, and apparently, he's been every year since. Um, I don't know. That I'm not, that's not already a way of saying he's a good or a bad person. I just thought that was that was quite interesting. No, I, I think I think he's done a disservice. Sometimes he does a disservice to himself because he's obviously a human being and he's complex and he's moody and he makes wrong decisions sometimes. But also, yeah, I don't really get why. I get why he's shat on. He is not technically amazing, but I also think he that, gives a he, shit. Well, this is the thing: is that I think. Um, it has made him, I think he thinks about what he can get away with much more than a lot of amazingly good and technically proficient drummers. And actually, he provides so much more space. And I'll get back to space in one of my other later picks uh, about space in, in music and this stuff. But let's let's move on. Let's move I just on. poured my bloody drink everywhere and hit the microphone. Um Right, so you're talking about, we talked a lot about that your type of, of workout, very much on a bike. Um, when I think of workouts, I think about going to a gym. So some of my choices are, I've not really crafted it and thought, what would be the perfect thing? I'm just going to play the stuff that I listened to last time I was going to the gym regularly. But my first choice does bind with yours in that it's it's a type of music that's really pushing forward. So my routine at the gym this is, this is going to give you all the boring details here. I do a sit-down bike for 15 minutes. I sometimes run. Well, I don't really I kind of hate it. It makes me angry. <laughs> Same with a cross-train. A cross-train is like being arrested. I hate like that, your arms being forced all around all over the place. 
Um, but I spend a lot of time after that doing free weights and doing doing the weight machines, not not to get ripped, just because it's actually quite good cardio. So I always want something that's got some pep to it. And as I'm looking at my list on the screen here, which obviously we'll put in the show notes, I'm realizing there's loads of things that I've listened to a lot uh, that I haven't included because if I'm if I'm working quite hard especially on weights i'm not paying that much not always paying that much attention to the music so i my tolerance for hearing the same thing over and over and over is is actually pretty high but here's my first choice and it's one that i am genuinely surprised sam didn't choose i love how long that cap is you're like they're actually going to start I wonder if anyone bought the album and put it on and just went, what? I listened to this at the gym so much around 2005 time when I was going to the gym before I was a parent um, when I was going to the gym quite a lot. I listened to, to that album, uh, Toxicity. It's Toxicity, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it so much that if I heard it outside of the gym context, it would make me feel a bit strange. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like Pavlov's dog kind of thing, like could bring on muscle aches and kind of worrying about all the people who are genuinely fit laughing at me behind my back, uh, which I don't give a shit about now. But but yeah, so that's Prison Song by System of a Down. I think you can put on any System of a Down at the gym, and it's got that driving that driving thing. There's not, they're not yeah. big on ballads, really. Even stuff like Aerials on that album still got that push forward. But also they have that, they have that, they, they do that other thing. Of, the, well, one, the... Uh, the drummer does not rely heavily on double kick, mm. and uh, two, yeah, they have. They, there's a lot of so actually that sort of kick, that relationship between the kick and the snare, and you know, is actually sort of uh, helps propel it. And also, yeah, uh, they switch up tempos, um, which so if you're doing a lot of stuff, it, you can get into the rhythm, but also like they give you a big chorus and they slow down the the tempo. And it just allows you to sort of maybe chill out a little bit whilst you go back into the rhythm in the verse. Yeah, and and it's I know you I'm not going to steal your thunder because I know you're going to speak about it in a while, but it's got it's got some space in it. It's it's yeah. not completely unrelenting. It it can be quite suffocating, I think. When I do like music like that as well, but especially in black metal, I, I don't always manage to make it the whole way through a black metal album if it's all that full on. You know, it gets to the stage where the gaps between the songs is, is a is a relief <laughs> almost. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we talked when we first started this podcast, Sam, we explained the type of music we listen to and we both kind of gave quite a broad range. And I think people who have listened to several episodes now, um, apart from the last one that's about Scar, people who have listened to several episodes might think that we are only obsessed with metal. And I mean, we like it. Um but I think we it's have... where we're at at the moment, but it's not certainly where we'll stay and where we'll 
you know, where we'll stay and where where we uh, come from. Yeah, absolutely. You. Um, and your next choice proves that. So here <laughs> is Sam's next choice, which I'm going to play, then you can talk about. Go on, Sam. What, who is that and why? <laughs> Me first and the Gimme Gimmies playing Somewhere of the Rainbow. Uh, partly because uh, I went to see them. I realised, you know, you get this, these mobile phone apps, you know, the photos, and they sort of bring you back photos. Mm. I saw them out. The only, I think I've seen them only once, and I saw them 11 years ago. And I don't think I've been to a concert. It was at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. I don't think I've been to a more stupidly joyous concert than <laughs> that. Cool. Who was because in the band at was, the time? Uh, Fat Mike was there. Um, From No Effects. Yeah. Uh, you have the singer. I can't remember his name, but the singer. They've changed drummer recently, and the drummer's not as propelling, I don't think. Um, and... Um, He's a good drummer, but he doesn't have that sort of energy, like, you know, restless sort of ADHD. Is this a bit offensive? ADHD energy that you need to be a, a really good punk drummer. Um, or good Californian punk drummer, we should say. Uh, but, yeah, so they have that sort of propelling rhythm again. But there's also, because you know all the tracks and there is... Um, you can just sort of like lose yourself in the music. And, you know, there's, there was there was this point in this gig at Shepherd's Bush Empire, which was, I don't know how big, how, how big is the Shepherd's Bush Empire? I tell you, I'll look it up. You carry on chatting. Uh, but however big it was, you had the entire audience singing of like, you know, teenagers and people in their 20s and 30s, pissed, all drunk, singing along, to or you know most of the time going to these really moody concerts and they were all singing along so sort of freely and about like just gay abandon um to just a mixture of like show tunes and pop you know sort of pop music and it's just such a joyous experience to 2000 capacity 2000 2000 people sort of um yeah it's it's an interesting angel it was angel it was uh angel islington yeah Uh, no no that's just the name of a underground station no Um, islington o2 yeah islington o2 academy i'm gonna look that up i'm kind of surprised you chose that because i i at the time when that came out i was when i had my record shop and we i liked their live album which was me first and the Gimme Gimme's ruined Johnny's Bar Mitzvah or something. <laughs> That's good actually, actually went to a bar mitzvah and I love the fact they've got pictures of like all the confused guests in it, <laughs> in, in the sleeve notes. <laughs> but it seemed like such a novelty act. It seemed, it was almost like a genre for that kind of punk at the time. 
So isn't I do. I, I think they were. They, I, they certainly. I think they certainly are a novelty act. But there's also like um, they're genuinely sort of. There's an easy charm to it, um, and 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 they do it. I frankly, I think they do it for my for my taste. They do it so well. You know, it's like there is an aspect of like. You know, if any anybody going back to that Napster thing, if, there's so many times people sort of went downloaded. I don't know, um, downloaded that song, and it might have been labeled on the Nirvana playing mm. somewhere, and you like get that or. And, oh God, I forgot that used to happen all the time. I've yeah, still got yeah. songs I really like from those days. That no, I, I still do. don't know who they're by. I thought I could just use Shazam now to figure it out, <laughs> but that whole smack thing smacks of effort. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah i mean again this sort of propelling rhythm the, the production isn't fantastic so it doesn't always cut through but yeah it's just i find their albums the first three four albums just sort of absolute pleasure to listen to because they seem it's that thing of like they're doing this for shits and giggles and it sounds like they're having shits and giggles and there's no sort of like there's no sort of like a pretense that it's actually sort of any sort of serious, any ser- there's no, there's nothing serious behind it whatsoever. And so if you're just looking for some level levity when you're just, when you're, you're, you're going around doing your exercise, it's there and it pushes you and it pushes you and it pushes you because it's all sort of high tempo Californian pop punk, but it doesn't have any of that challenge of, is this a good song or not? Because they're all fucking brilliant songs. Because frankly, you know, those something like Somewhere Over the Rainbow is an amazingly well written piece of music, which is why everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got a brilliant mental image of you just like whizzing around the uh, the lanes and, and gravel tracks of Helsinki singing your heart out now. <laughs> and I'll be disappointed if you tell me that isn't what happens. Right, so I'm gonna play you my next selection. And I say this this is a band that that really opened up a lot of metal to me that I'd previously ignored. I, I used to only like metal if people weren't dressed like they were metalers. I don't know why it was like a line in the sand I had. So this is... Actually, no, I really enjoy playing metal to you and then seeing if you can guess it. And, but quite frankly, you blew me out the water by guessing Biffy Clyro <laughs> or Mr. Clyro. <laughs> Mr. Clyro. Um, only thing about this is it's it's really annoying because this type of music has such long lead-ups to the vocals, and I really like the vocals, but there's not going to be any vocals, so... Actually, do I have a guess who that was? It's pretty difficult to tell, I think. No, I don't know who that was. How about, how about what year? Whether it's modern or old? Oh, to or... me, that, that sounds like something uh, modern day Metallica would put out, frankly. Oh, shit, you know what? You're completely fucking right. You, you absolutely are, because I was sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, the drums sound pretty good. You can actually hear a bass guitar in there, which mm. is rare. I think you might have just... Hey, listeners, you're listening to something. These synapses being connected in my head right now. That yeah, I can I can hear Metallica in that bloody hell. But that that's Power Trip. 
Ah. I saw them at Colchester Arts Centre, and they were just amazing. I just thought they were fantastic. Um, and then the singer just sat on the front of the stage at the end, and he was really chatty, and he was a really nice guy. Sadly, no longer with us. But yeah, I can I can see a direct correlation, a, a direct connection there. But again, it's that I like that it's not overly complicated. Hmm. If you're just kind of pounding it on a on a running machine or trying to lift weights or something, it's 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 got part of the repetition in it that I like in techno. Um, I could have just like played loads of warehouse techno for all of my choices, but I didn't think the world needs that. <laughs> really, I, I, I don't need that, frankly. No, you don't need that. But yeah, power trip executioner's axe in brackets, swing of the axe. That that whole that whole second power trip album. Um, is is just bloody great it's like that the whole way through it gives you exactly what you want and i liked it because i've heard a lot of thrash a lot of 80s thrash before and the production just rips all the power out of it the production on that is obviously the metallica style production well that's i think i think that's a that's a good point because um you know i i I have sort of you you play around when you're doing these things with different things and i thought you know, uh, there was a point where I tried to listen to. I, I never listened to. I knew the '80s thrash stuff wasn't going to connect through in the way that I listen to music when I'm out cycling. But I thought maybe because it's a different tempo and they had a bigger budget, maybe sort of like classic ACDC, like Back in Black mm. or something like that. And frankly, it doesn't. It's it's like it 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 didn't connect. Um, because even if there is uh, academia now that says um, listening to ACDC is good for you, there are some studies apparently. Um, uh, but it just didn't connect, even though, you know, I, I've read too much about Lars Ulrich and the Black Album. And he sort of said, you know, the whole thing is about pulling back completely. And his drum style was about pulling back completely and trying to connect and be this sort of driving rhythm that the ACDC uh, drummer is just like simplify everything mm. completely. And, um, but with maybe the, the last ACDC album would be better. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it needs that sort of modern beefiness, I think for me anyway, uh, to sort of get into it and enjoy it in that way. I'm I'm fully so, with you with you there and, and I'm gonna I, give I, Power Trip. I never got the, I never got into Power Trip, frankly. I think uh you I think they were live force that for me anyway. But I'm gonna give that power trip second power trip album a good go when I'm out cycling now. Hey, yeah, it's called Nightmare Logic. Um, I've just noticed they're on Southern Lord. Which is by that was uh, Sun. Oh, yeah, Sunno's label, isn't it? Yeah, um, right. So, on to your choice, and I'm going to play it, then you can talk about it. I need to stop saying that, really, don't I? Here we go. Hey, go on, tell us about that. 
That's 88 Fingers Louie, and that's the um, track called, excuse me, Meds, from their last album. Um, and I, this is sort of, in a way of an apology, I sort of, I, I loved, I, there's one 88 Fingers, it's called Thank You For Being A Friend. Um, and I love 88 Fingers Louie, particularly uh, one of their albums, which let's see, I can't, but my memory is bad. So I I'm amazed know. I don't know that because they were such a part of the whole skate punk early 2000s yeah. thing that that I absolutely adored. That that's where I got into that type of music, and you know I had all the fat red comps, and it was just such a big deal. And yet I don't think I ever heard them. Were they on Fat Wreck? I just assume everyone was. On no, Fat no, Wreck. They, they they never they never sort of uh, they were. They, they, one thing of theirs has been released by Fat Rep, which was a compilation of their seven inches. Um, and um, that, yes, uh, I think it's 88 Fingers Louis back on the streets. Um, because you mentioned you've mentioned them before, so I, I need to. I need to look them up because they, yeah. If something comes up twice that that you've mentioned or recommended, then it, it's a sign that I need to listen to it. Did you know that we've seen them live? What? <laughs> this is like I can remember when I used to do a punk scene, and somebody said to me once, they read it and they said, "Do you even know anything about music?" <laughs> Sometimes I think when you tell me stuff like that, I'm like oh, they sound interesting. I'll have to look into them. What I've seen them live. Yeah. So when they came, they, they basically they went on. Uh, they, I think they split up and they came back a few years ago. And this is so. Um, Thank you for being a friend. Is the album? It was released in a few years ago. It was released uh, 2017, and we would have seen them at Brack Rock. Ah, Brack Rock and, in Belgium. Yeah, and I listened to that album and I just went, I don't know, it didn't connect with me at the time whatsoever. And so this is sort of like in way of an apology to them because I've since listened to it and I got into that album by listening to it while cycling out. And again, it sort of has, they, they always that sort of good driving band and they sort of, I love that, um, I love particularly Back on the Street album, uh, Back on the Street album. Good, is that a good jumping in point? I think so. I, I think it's an incredible piece of sort of. It's a bit more, yeah. The 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 guitars lean towards sort of sort of pyrotechnic heavy metal sort of stuff, but <laughs> what uh, a lovely phrase. But they sort of have that skate punk drive to them, and they but they they always sort of the vocalist always sort of made them stand out quite a lot for me, and. I don't know when I listened to that album back in 2017. I didn't get it, and I was sort of like, "Oh, that's a bit." Uh. And having listened to it back, it's like, "No, it's a solid album. It's a solid album." And um, they are one of those bands that I don't think gets their just dues uh, about that mid 90s um, punk rock scene because that they were great, and that album is really. It was a real pleasure to listen to, particularly whilst I'm out cycling. Right, cool. I'm going to look them up. That 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 appealed to me. I always liked anything around that skate punk thing that wasn't just straight up. I mean, sometimes I do, you know, like I like um, oh fuck, a teenage bottle rocket 
stuff mm. like that. You know, yeah, you, you know what you're getting. It doesn't have to be like a bold new frontier of music. Yeah. At the start of that 88 Fingers Louie, just with the little pull-offs on the guitar, just immediately when I was preparing for this episode, I thought, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Now, yeah, I was going to say, um, similar scene, different genre for my next one. Here we go. There is something I'm really proud of. I'm quite aware it makes me annoy. The state they're in at the moment is a mess. But there is something I have to confess. All I've tried. All I've tried. They use my pipes. So much so I give them. That is um, the big with I like trains, and I think <laughs> God, that it just you know it, it, I think I chose that for a similar reason to why you chose me first in the Gimme Gimmies. The the big they have such a joy about them, it's such such a happiness, and and such a it's it's ha- it's I don't know don't like cheeky chappy scar. I don't like the kind of <laughs> I'm a little bit East End or. I don't know why I chose East End then, but sort of post madness girl. Yeah, oh, incidentally, I heard a program on Radio Four last night just to really get this to the middle age, uh, middle age oh, audience yeah. that I think are probably listening to it. This is uh, this is the middle age punk rock support group. But Channel Four last uh, Channel Four Radio Four last night, I was listening to somebody. It was a program at half six. And it was somebody talking about the East End of London and about Whitechapel and about the history. It's really interesting, genuinely brilliant. And then there was a few, like, he was singing a few songs in between it, sort of roughly in a musical style. And I thought, oh, this is really good. I'm going to have to, like, check out who it is when I when I was driving. So, you know, check out who it is when, when I get back home. And it was Suggs. Oh. Suggs, Suggs made a history of, of the East End of London, half an hour documentary live uh, recorded live thing for radio four and it's i'm going to put a link to it because it was really bloody good yeah i want to listen to that i'll listen to it on my way home so anyway yeah talking about the big i've mentioned i've talked about them before um just a fantastic band from south end that really stood out in the whole scar scene for me just because the lyrics were intelligent they were fun and live just just great so if i was a bit fed up at the gym just to kind of bring it back to the the topic of the the, I nearly said make out music. That'd be a, a weirder episode. So I can only remember making out to a girl when Poison were playing, and it just no Skid Row. I can't remember. Anyway, right, let, let's abandon that. Uh, so yeah, just chose that because I listened to to those albums at the time. I was going to the gym. Uh, that album, whatever makes you happy, by the Big and the previous one. I've never known. If did it's you t- know that? Did you did you know that album before? you went to the gym or did you get into that album whilst at the gym? That's a very good question, actually, because that's how I got into System of a Down. Never, ever, ever listened to them before going to the gym. Power Trip I listened to for the first time at the gym as well and then saw them live and then listened to them at gym every time. That's really interesting. Wait, why did you ask that? Because... Because I can sort of see all the other music that we've been talking about in the gym, in a way, mm. or on on the bike, uh, you know. But that's the first one I would sort of go, 
I don't know. I, I for me, it would be a thing of I'm not. I like the sound of it, but it's not something that I would listen to to propel me forward to get home the last sort of, you know, yeah, 50 no, I can can ab- absolutely see that. And it would be if I needed cheering up, basically. Mm. I always kind of go to the gym early in the morning. I'm not great in the morning. So, yeah, yeah I get that. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, a pushing forward thing, even though it's Scar. That's curious, isn't it? Hmm. It's anyway, chill out, chill out. It, it's, it's, I'm sure the people who made it, Ed and the other guys, in the band, are probably horrified to hear me say that. But it's 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 a happy place record for me. You know, it's one of those things. If I'm if I'm feeling quite miserable or or, or down, I, I I can't I can't get past it. The first track on that album is called "Think Bigger," and if I'm feeling a bit miserable, I was on a mental health podcast um, a couple of weeks ago and filmed for it, which which was a, a surprise. I had to, I was just really open about sort of mental health stuff, and but yeah, that that, that song "Think Bigger" is, is a, a big uptick thing for for my mood. And going to the gym often is as well. It's often a, a, a really positive thing just to to do a bit of exercise. So there you go. That's why I chose them. Right, we're on to your last choice, which took me ages to find because neither of us can spell the word horrendous. <laughs> you spelt it when when you sent over your choices. You said you spelt it H U R, and I just was searching for that for ages. Going, what? Why can't I find horrendous, it? Not horrendous, not horrendous. That's the, you, you're saying it with a Suffolk accent. Horrendous. Uh, right, I let, apologize for that. I can't. Let's have it. a blast. This song is. <laughs> I think you actually put Noel Leviathan. Which sounds like somebody, somebody with a very kind of upper middle class name who renamed, who changed his surname to something he thought would sound metal. What's your name? My name's Noel Leviathan, but it is in fact Neon Leviathan. God, there's a lot going on there. That little yeah. guitar that thing is lovely stuff. So all the stuff I've said about this is the song, uh, yeah, Neon. What was it? Neon. Neon. Noel Leviathan. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Leviathan. Mr. Leviathan. Yes. Do you mind if I call you Noel? No, Noel for sure. Um, yes. Uh, so. In a way, this is just my second riff of the week. Um, oh. I the album, but I do listen to the album while out cycling. It's sort of um, they do that thing where they do they have a lot more space in the music than they're very technical band. They play around with time signatures all the time. They're really, but the drummer has this sort of. Uh, he puts a lot of space. He doesn't rely overly on his kick drum. He puts a lot of space. He pushes the music, and um, he sort of he, he's uh, just one of the incredible sort of musicians that is this band. And uh, I found, yeah, if you want sort of music to drive to, but also again, like they have that push pull thing. So it's just a great sort of album to listen to. But it's also busy as hell. So you. 
I have also been listening to that album, which is called uh, Ontological Mysterium. Um, oh, man. How are we supposed to be able new... to spell that? Yeah, it's a brand new album, and I shit you not, it is probably the best metal album I've heard uh, this year. Wow. And um, it's got so much going on. They seem to... It's the sound of people... It's the sound of people sort of really... I think they sound like they're having so much fun making that music. We talk about fun in this episode, haven't we? Yeah. You need you need energy. You need... You know, that, that that's the thing of... I think I think it's a thing that carries over, is that if the band sound like they're having fun, it's something fun to do. It sort of has an energy that gives you energy. And I think I just... I, but that riff, I was just... Frankly, I wasn't doing any exercise. I was walking, and I put it on, and that that moment just went. My head just went. You know, uh, just I lost my head and just going, "What the fuck's going on there?" That's just absolutely incredible moment. And so I was. I spent. I don't think it's the greatest album to do exercise to, but I just tried to figure out how to get two riffs a week, and um, <laughs> because I couldn't come up with another, I couldn't come up with another album that I like doing exercise to. And it's just an incredible piece of music. But also, um, there is a moment, there's a track. I can't remember what track it is. There's a track on the album, <clears throat> which when I'm listening to, uh, when I'm cycling, it does, it is very relevant because it hits every time I see what seemed to be going uphill. I just, I came back from a 50 kilometer ride uh, this morning. And every time I went up a hill when I was listening to that album, um the singer seemed to shout out there's a lyric in the album, on the album that's something like you've got to keep climbing <laughs> and so you know it's like shut okay shut up legs we've got to keep we've got to get over this and so it's very it's good motivation to sort of get through but that I just there's so much going on in that album it, it is it is uh where bursts are coming from sort of uh, and going towards sort of a post rock, but also very involved, very technical space. Uh, and they're coming from sort of a hardcore background. These guys are coming from a metal background, but they also they have that short attention span that I love. Um, and they get to the point, and they get to the point quite brutally, and they sound like they're having fun um, hammering that point home. It's an incredible uh, album. I can't speak more highly of it. If you like oh, metal, listen to I'm it. It is astonishing. I'm going to look that up. Now, you mentioned something there about there being a, a very direct kind of connection between the music you're listening to and your activity. And I've chosen the last one because on the rare occasion that I did use a running machine, the the tempo of this pace, I could, my, I would experience footfall. Why the hell would I describe it like that? My foot would hit the running, running, I'd be running in time. God, so 50 minutes in a podcast and my brain's dribbled out my ass. Right, so <laughs> this this track, this track, um, I, I, I'm not going to assume you won't like it, but I, it's not something I would necessarily assume. But imagine me in all my flubbery glory on a running machine. Are you good? I fight. Thank you. 
that's John Hopkins with Open Eye Signal. He's someone who he's very much a, a classical style musician. Have you heard of John Hopkins? No. He well, yeah. He he his first job out of school was playing keyboards for Regina Spector, I think. Okay. So he well, yeah. So he he's a yeah he is a he's a concert pianist basically, um, and he. He made friends with Brian Eno, and Brian Eno produced one of the Coldplay albums. And Brian Eno invited John Hopkins literally just to drop into the studio. Now I'm, I'm in a studio around the corner because they're friends, and I'm, I'm working with Coldplay. This is where Coldplay already massive. And your lad from Coldplay, I can't remember his name, the singer was like, "Oh no, John, what do you do?" And he said, "Well, I sort of I make electronica. You know, I, I noodle around." using my, my musicality to try and do interesting things. And he played some of it. Chris Martin. He played some of it to Chris Martin. And he got a phone call. <laughs> he got a phone call the next day from Brian Eno, basically going, uh, you you need to come to the studio. So he turned up at the studio, and Chris Martin was like, I'm really sorry, but last night I, I recorded vocals over the top of that track you left here at the studio. Do you mind if we have it on the album? And he was like, um, yeah, all right. And he, he told a friend of mine who works with him on tour, he, he said uh, from that moment, he never had to work again. <laughs> and I think it's the opening the opening track on the Vida, whatever it's called by Coldplay, is, is John Hopkins. Mm. But yeah, what, what a wild story, just to kind of, he was basically a session musician. But the reason I chose that, it's like the, the pace and the thickness of it. It's I don't really see it as techno at all. In fact, it isn't techno. But if you listen to that album um on on headphones there's so much in there and it's not all thump 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 techno it's just it's just gorgeous it's an orchestra made with, with synthesizers and a lot of the the beats are field recordings things recorded around the house and i just included it because i love it listen to the whole album a lot at the studio but also because it just timed the timing the pace is so perfect for being on a running machine well, i mean i think uh, yeah that goes back to that sort of space again, space in the mm. music to sort of get into that rhythm that propels you. Um, and I think that's the thing that I always associated with music and exercise was was that sort of, if you find a music that sort of goes at your rhythm that you need to do that thing too, um, that's that sort of makes sense uh, that make, that's the thing of that you should listen to it to do that because it helps you sort of get into that that zone for lack of a better fact uh and you know i won't hold the cold play thing against them. it sounded interesting more interesting than i normally think electronic music is going to be because i'm i'm a snob and I don't it's do an interesting homework. thing I, I get I get into so much music when I listen to it without any preconception or it surprises me or, or it just falls in my lap. It's why I still like listening to the radio and I've, I've been listening to, at your recommendation, I've been listening to Radio Helsinki quite a lot recently. And the thing I like about it, obviously I've got no fucking idea what they're saying. <laughs> it's really weird with little bits of English kind of just suddenly pop out of it. It's like, it's, it's really it's surprising. And um, there's some there's some adverts on it that i i would love to know what what they're about but the, the one of the reasons i like it is that i don't know what music's going to be on whenever i switch it on they seem to have kind of quite strong themes sometimes they don't and i found i actually use shazam quite a lot because they don't list the tracks on the website when you're listening to it which would be such a help 
They used but, to, but I think they have to. There was something about them having to manually manually input it, and they just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> just can't be asked. Um, but yeah, there's an advert. Junkie vegan, junkie vegan. You know that one? What <laughs> yeah, is that's that? For, that's for fake, vegan. That's for fake meat stuff. Well, I figured, I figured some of that, but it's just the way it's the word vegan. Obviously, you know, some words in language you just all countries use the same word, but it's the word chunky. I would not expect chunky to be a word that the Finnish couldn't come up with a better version of. Unless no, it's not it's, saying it's, it's vegan, chunky vegan, junky vegan, not oh not junky. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Right, um, we're running out of because time. Just because you're vegan doesn't mean you have to be healthy. Right. Oh, God, there's a brilliant place in Ipswich called Hank's Dirty, which I think is an awful name, but it's a vegan fast food place. Oh, my God, it's good. Yeah, I right. mean, there was, a, uh, was it, the uh, waiting room. that used um, The guys who used to own the uh, Half Nelson and the waiting room in Deptford in South London, um, best burgers in London, in my opinion, um, because it was all, all vegan stuff and all vegetarian stuff. But they spent so much effort on the, on the stuff that went around this otherwise quite boring product, Satan. Um, mm. And it was just winner, just fantastic, real treat. Uh, to know them. So there was a vegan shop in a restaurant in Ipswich called Church of Satan, which I thought was a great name. But we're running out of time. I have got a, a I, I don't want to call it a treat for you, Sam, but I have something here that, that, that I prepared for your enjoyment this morning. Um, when I should have been, quite frankly, I should have been doing client work, <laughs> but I got, I got stuck into this. So you know we have this bit earlier, that thing, mm-hmm. start a prison song. Years and years and years ago, when it was first something you could do, I I edited that. God knows how I did it. I edited it and I had it as the the notification alert on my phone. It's probably like a, a you know a Nokia or something. Because I used to love just yeah just hear that dung. I just thought that was brilliant so so in in kind of prepping that track this morning i couldn't resist kind of snipping it's a horrible click on that version but snipping it and and putting it into a sampler just to see what else i could do with it and this is the first thing i did with it I love the fact it ends on the dun, it ends on the right note, which I think is middle C in in this sampler. But that yeah, so all the sounds there were were just just from just from that. Um, I, I was going to try and, and rig it up so I could actually play play stuff on a keyboard, but I, I couldn't figure out the technology. So from that point on, things only got worse. So. <laughs> So for the next one, I I think you'll get it. I think you'll get which song this is. <laughs> when I was making that, Emma, my wife was in the other room. She went, "Can you just stop that? <laughs> can, you just stop? can you can you can you guess the song?" <laughs> no. Right, the, band, the I'll tell you the band is Queen, and I'll play. I probably won't play it all. Play it, it, just ends, it ends up getting on my tits. I will play the whole thing.
It's got it. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Go, 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 go. I should know the words. I'm disappointed in myself. I don't know the words. Bohemian Rhapsody. So from that you point silly, on. You silly, silly man. From that point on, I thought, well, I wonder what else. So I, I did the whole of Bohemian Rhapsody. And quite frankly, it's a fucking abomination. So I'm only going to play you one more bit. How many? All right, unsubscribe. I'm not listening you to any need, of this you shit need, anymore. You need, you need to upload this onto your Bandcamp. <laughs> it's so horrible. To be honest, I've I've been at noise gigs where things didn't sound that bad. But could could you even next tell? Time, next time you play your noise gig, play that. Yeah. Oh, could you tell which? I'm not going to play it again. But could you tell which bit of Bohemian Rhapsody that was? That was the rock out book. <laughs> it was, yeah. So, God, I, I literally, I spent far too long in, in Ableton, the music software I use, doing this. So I just, I couldn't resist just doing one more uh, because you'll get, I think you'll get the riff. I'm going to play you just the beginning. You'll get the riff and you'll know the song, but you won't be prepared for how fucking terrible this version is. I'm just going to play the first bit. <laughs> can you can you get the song? That's Black Sabbath. Uh, no, no it's, it's Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. I'm Sunshine gonna play the clip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because oh. it just goes. Oh, it's all. Awesome. I think it's going somewhere. I think it's going like, <laughs> to bust out into like a massive tune there. You look like you were getting into it. I did actually spend too long trying to put some break chord drums to it, <laughs> like, or like the Amen break or something, just to. Then I just went, "What am I doing? I've wasted two hours on this shit." <laughs> I think I think you need to put these things on uh, on Bandcamp. I'm not sure they need to be heard by any human <laughs> being ever again. <laughs> but well, it's it's good we have the listenership we do then. We do. I'm sure all the three people who listen to this um, <laughs> will really enjoy. Actually, we do actually have we do have subscribers and we do have followers and we do have listeners. So thanks um, to you lot. I hope today hasn't um, put you off too much. Yeah, sorry guys, well, and, and ladies. <laughs> there you go. Always end with an apology. That's strong. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening, everybody. This is this has been a lot of fun for us. Um, let us know. What what music you work out to if you want? What do you, or get, what do you get sweaty to? <laughs> what do you get sweaty to? And how badly should I be punished for that terrible queen? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to say goodbye, Sam. Do you want to say goodbye? No. <laughs> <laughs>